Welcome, 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 welcome. Another episode of Duck and the Usher. I am Fish. I am the Josh. Yes, indeedy. We're coming <laughs> to you a little late on this one. Uh, yeah, we had a 4th of July weekend. 4th of July weekend. We've had a bunch of stuff that's been going on. So That's right, yeah. Uh, we're doing some stuff. Did you watch anything? <clears throat> Man, I watched a whole bunch. I watched three movies last night. I must have watched at least five or six movies, maybe more, uh, in addition to some television that, that I'm watching as well. A lot of it's on Prime. Um, I might have ducked the usher a little bit on some of them. <laughs> uh, let's see. What did I watch? I, um, uh, if you follow us on our social media, i talk about usually if I watch a movie unrelated to what we do on the show, mm-hmm. um, I'll drop little quack reviews instead of quick reviews. You get it? Little quack, <laughs> little reviews. quack reviews, uh, on either Twitter or, uh, on our Facebook page, specifically on our Facebook page. We get a lot more interaction with our listeners there. So, um, Let's see what did I watch? I watched uh, well last night. I watched 1917. That was great. Yeah, that's Holy the shit. new one that came out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like this one take or one continuous shot movie. It's wild. That's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, but um, obviously with movies like that, they they use D- CGI to uh, create like little hidden stitches that you know make it look like there's a you know. Um, no actual cuts, but there are. It's just like when the camera pans across like a wall, they'll insert a stitch in there, and that's how they film things like that to give it the appearance of one shot. Anyway, great movie. You guys might hear my dogs barking right now. The in St. Cloud, Florida, we we let off fireworks for the whole month, so <laughs> she's going a little mad right now. But let's see. Uh, what else I get into? I know I watched. Uh, I watched Bloodshot. A lot of these movies I'm just catching up on that I didn't see before. Mm-hmm. That was that superhero movie with. Vin Diesel, which was... I don't think I've heard of that. It wasn't great. wasn't good. <clears throat> no, I feel like just Vin Diesel's star is dimmed. And he's never been my favorite actor, but he was, you know, a, a huge draw throughout the late 2000s and early, you know, 10s. And uh, just seeing him put in the lead as a, a potential new franchise builder, as old as he is, just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, his just acting doesn't do it for me. So that was all right. Guns Akimbo was fantastic with Daniel Radcliffe. I think uh, he kind of knocked it out of the park with that one. His American accent's gotten a lot better. Um, and then I think I started in on season four of The Expanse. And um, that season is really good. The Season three was kind of boring. This one's uh, picking up a little bit for me. And there were a number of other things. I'm just like binging a lot of stuff. So a lot of good stuff out there. I watched uh, The Patriot last night. All right. And then I decided to watch The Bounty, the 80s one, uh-huh. with... Uh, Oh, I can't think today. With uh, Mel Gibson, freaking Anthony Hopkins. It's the Mutiny on the Bounty. It's the one they redid <clears throat> in the 80s. Because they, oh, yeah. they had like the original one from the 30s that was like Charles Lawton and Clark Gable. Yeah. And then the 60s was with, uh, what's his bucket? Um, 
Stella. Marlon oh, Brando. Mar- Marlon Brando. Yeah, that one. I didn't like that one that much. So I decided to watch that. And then after that, I was like, ooh, I'm going to watch another like shit movie. So I watched Master and Commander after that. That is an awesome movie. It was a great movie. I, at first, I thought, I was like, have I seen this movie? And then rewatching, I was like, oh, yeah, I totally saw this movie. I thought, wasn't uh, Paul Bettany in that as Charles Darwin? He, he wasn't Charles Darwin. He was a Charles Darwin type character. Are you sure? Yeah, he's not Charles Darwin. Okay. Because yeah, I always thought like, he was. Because they're like on the Galapagos, a, right? Yeah, they go to the Galapagos and it's like before Darwin. And he's like, oh my God, a flightless bird. I got to catch one and talk okay. about it. But he never gets to. <laughs> so it's like a thing where he could have been the naturalist. Yeah. But. Well, uh, before we do get started, uh, let's let's drop some, uh, some shout outs to our sponsors. Yep, yep. Uh, so our show is always brought to you by the lovely folks out at Copper Fox Tattoo Company in West 192 in Kissimmee, Florida. Uh, you can find them at uh, Copper Fox Co. on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Talk to Copper Fox Tattoo Company. Hit them up. They are back open for business after the lockdown. If you need you have any tattoo needs, please go see them. Definitely. And we also want to thank all of our patrons out there that uh, support us every month that allow us to publish this for everybody. Yeah, there was, I had to. a list of most of their names, uh, but I don't have them right now. I'll, I'll, I'll drop them at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought maybe it would be smart maybe to talk about the critical reception of this movie at the end. Yeah, I do have some critical stuff at the end. So our movie today is uh, Fritz the Cat. This came mm-hmm. out in 1972. It yep. is based on a comic strip that was... Uh, it wasn't like a syndicated comic, I don't think, right? Mm-hmm. It was just... Well, uh, not exactly. I do, in, I do was, have a little yeah, backstory on that. that. We'll yeah. get to that. Yeah. Um, it's an hour and 20 minutes long. Uh, it's a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, 54 Metascore. It was released January 25th, 1972. The budget was $700,000. I thought it came out in April. Uh, it Is said that January, January? Yeah, it said January okay. for me. Maybe they re-released it again. But uh, the budget was $700,000. <clears> it made $90 million yeah. in the box office. Pretty critical success, yeah. So I, think, I think I know why it made that kind of money. but Because of the... Because of the grotesque nature and the X-rated. Yeah. It, it, was a, it was a draw for that. It's actually the first and only, I think, American animated X-rated film that was released... Uh, or the first one, maybe? I guess. I mean, because like heavy metal and stuff like that, that wasn't really X-rated. That was just R. So for yeah, it was definitely it was. made for adults, but there was um, there was just so much uh, just gratuitous shit in this movie. Yeah, that it's, I think, it's, um, it's pretty gnarly. While you're looking that it up. It says X, oh. but it was probably considered X for the theater systems back then, but yeah. now it's just called unrated. And uh, there is a piece of trivia here on their IMDb page talking about... Uh, Okay, the first animated film to receive an X rating from the MPAA. The rating was surrendered for the 2001 home video release for MGM. That's what I okay. was thinking of. Okay. Uh, movie, here's some movies that came out in 1972, so you can kind of get a, a yeah. basis of this. Um, the Godfather came out in 1972. Okay. Deliverance. Okay. Cabaret. All right. Poseidon's Adventure. Excellent. Great movie. I like uh, that one, Fists yeah. of Fury, the Bruce Lee movie. Okay. Uh, Superfly. All right. Came out that year, and Tales from the Crypt was the first time that we saw that. Really? Yeah. Not the I, TV show. They had, I think they had like a collection, like the movie. Like oh, this is the first time we ever saw were, that character. Was that an anthology? I think they started releasing it. it I, I looked it up, and I was like, is it the TV show? But I guess they had a Tales from the Crypt movie where that Crypt Creeper, Crypt Keeper. The crypt Keeper, yeah. Yeah, that guy was the first time we ever saw him was in 1972. So then the show was just Later late on. 80s, 90s? Yeah. Okay. So they brought back that character. Did you like, did you ever see the Crypt movies? Oh. Like Bordello of Blood and N- Demon Knight? Yeah, it wasn't Bordello of Blood with, uh, what's his bucket? Uh, um, Dennis... Miller? Dennis Miller, yeah, yeah I've never yeah. seen those. Because they were always on like Comedy Central or TNT sometimes. I, know, I thought they were always on HBO. They were, I always saw them on HBO when I was a kid. I don't think I had HBO as a kid, so I remember oh. seeing them on like Comedy Central. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about what this movie yeah. is about? So, um, 
yeah, like right off the top, obviously, uh, Josh mentioned what the movie is called, what it's about. And so here's a quick little synopsis for you. So uh, Fritz the Cat is a 1972 American adult animated comedy film written and directed by Ralph Bakshi. Um, I'll talk more about Bakshi in just a minute. Based on the comic strip by Robert Crumb. Um, and it stars Skip Hinant as the titular Fritz. Uh, the film focuses on Fritz. He's a glib, womanizing, and fraudulent cat in an anthropomorphic animal version of New York City during the mid to late 1960s. Uh, Fritz decides on a whim to drop out of college, interacts with inner-city African-American crows, where there's a lot of like questionable depictions of people um, throughout the movie as well. Um, he unintentionally starts a race riot and becomes a leftist revolutionary. <laughs> the film the film is a satire focusing on American college life of the area, race relations, the free love movement, and serves as a criticism of political revolution and dishonest political activists. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's essentially pretty, yeah, that's the what movie. it is. And it's based off of, a, you said, the cartoon, right? <clears throat> yeah, so Crum, Robert Crum, um, the movie's based on his character's. Uh, Crumb is a prolific artist that contributed heavily to the underground comics movement of the 1960s, and that's mm-hmm. comics with an X, um, because it was you know a little more subversive and it was outside of like mainstream stuff. It was dealing with like the that day's uh, yeah political culture. Yeah, it wasn't like, like peanuts or right like, shit like that. Um, the uh, he founded the first underground comics publication, Zap Comics, also with an X, uh, and he worked on all 16 of those issues. He also worked in uh, many other publications and one-offs and anthology comics. Uh, he was heavily inspired by psychedelics because um, at the time a lot of people were doing LSD because it was still legal, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I didn't know that. Um, and he was also a big fan of like 1920s and 30s uh, cartoons. Um, his work introduced many to uh, what would become countercultural icons like Fritz the Cat and Mr. Natural. Mr. Natural you might recognize as bald guy with a long white beard kind of floppy limbs and he wears like this long robe and he was typically seen um reproduced like an unauthorized way on like uh lsd like blotter pages and shit okay like, like all i'm thinking of is like uh like like a I, I can imagine a cartoon of like this floppy armed bearded dude, but I think that's more like Disney or something like well, the old like well, uh, a lot of those sing well, yeah. song or whatever they're like melodies for sure for in fact he's related to that some of those uh, animators in a, in a way, in sort of a like an indirect way. Okay. Because some of the guys that worked on Fritz the Cat worked on like things like helping develop Oswald, the Lucky Rabbit. Mm. Um, and a lot of the 1920s and 30s cartoons used what they call the rubber hose method, where, you know, they wouldn't articulate the limbs. It would just, just give them a floppy, floppy yeah. look because it was easier to animate that way, you know, if you're doing frame after frame after frame. So some of that stuff is in there. Um, another one of his works was uh, Keep on Trucking, which is that image of the the dudes walking all leaned back hard with their feet stepping out forward oh yeah you know what okay. i'm saying yeah i know exactly what you keep on trucking and you'd see it on like unauthorized like reproduced stuff at like the grateful dead shows like people who create their own merchandise a lot of these hippies would have yeah, try to sell natural it, yeah. and they keep on trucking dudes on a lot of their stuff um and so yeah mr natural he appeared stamped on blotter paper of lsd in the 70s and in the strip keep on trucking was another one anyway so sexual themes were also quite common among his works, including scatological and pornographic material, um, which is why I think this movie is heavily sexual, because they probably took what they saw in his strips and said, oh, well, it's sexual, so just fucking just load, it, yeah. load it full. Um, and following the decline of the underground movement, uh, his uh, he became more 
autobiographical in nature, his work did. He was a prominent in the alternative comics era as well. <clears throat> alternative comics was uh, in the, like the 80s, 70s and 80s, and they were sort of like an alternative, quite literally, to the mainstream like superhero fair. So you had people like putting out uh, work like American Splendor, and that guy's uh, Clovis or Clothes, who did like Ghost World. Well, I'll, I'll get to all that in a minute as well. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> in 1991, Crum was inducted into the Will Eisner Comic Book Hall of Fame. Uh, he is married to Aline Kaminsky Crum, with whom he frequently collaborates. She's an artist as well. He's still alive. Yes, he is. Okay. He's 74. Oh, well. And their um, daughter, Sophie Crum, is also a cartoonist. Um, her, her work actually appeared in the movie Ghost World um, <clears throat> in the form of sketches that illustrate the personality and inner life of Enid, who is played by uh, Thora Birch, the film's protagonist. Um, Ghost World is also based on a comic by Daniel Close and uh, directed by Terry Zweigoff, who directed the documentary film Crum in 1994 about Robert Crum and his family. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Fritz the Cat, being the basis for this movie, uh, was a comic strip that originated, um, originally appeared in Help and Cavalier magazines and gained popularity in the underground comic scene between 1965 and 1972, um, from which this, the year this movie came out. Um, and, we'll, and we'll talk, after the movie, we'll talk about why Fritz the Cat is no longer in right. comics. <clears throat> um, he was actually created in 1959 in a homemade comic book called Cat Life, based on the experiences of Fred, the family cat. Um, he would appear next in the 1960 story called Robin Hood, um, also done by Crumb. Um, and by this time, the character had anthropomorphized and been renamed Fritz, which was a minor character. He just dropped me down. Sorry, there did a I? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all right. Um, he was renamed Fritz, which was a minor character in the Cat Life story. Fritz would appear in the early 1960s Animal Town strips drawn by Charles and Robert Crumb, his older brother. Mm hmm. <clears throat> in 1972, the film adaptation would be released, produced by Steve Krantz, who produced many anim animated films, shows, and live-action made-for-TV movies, including Rocket Robin Hood, which was about Robin Hood set in a sci-fi future <laughs> in space. I'd watch it. 1960s cartoon. He also produced, um, this is Steve Krantz we're talking about, yeah, the producer. <clears throat> he also produced the Mighty Thor and Spider-Man original animated series from the 1960s as well. Um, another Ralph Bakshi film called Heavy Traffic, and the sequel to this movie, The Nine Lives of Fritz the Cat, which I think we'll come to near the end. And he also did the films Cooley High, Ruby, and Which Way is Up with Richard Pryor. <clears throat> Ralph Bakshi, the director of this movie, is uh, this is actually his first directorial uh, feature film. And um, <clears throat> he was at the helm of this. Excuse me, I'm sorry. You're good. Let me take a drink here. Fish is taking a drink, taking a drink, drinky, drinky, drink. Excuse me, everyone. <clears throat> it, was a, it was a great weekend. <laughs> uh, so Ralph Bakshi is at the helm with this one. He also directed the 1978 animated version of The Lord of the Rings. And did you know that John Hurt was Aragorn in that movie? I love John Hurt. I love yeah. everything that means. Well, he's dead now, but I love him. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, other notable films he uh, directed include American Pop, uh, Wizards from 1977, Hey, good looking in 1982. Fire Butch and ice, yeah. <laughs> Fire and ice in 1983, and he also had an uncredited role as the animation director for Cannonball Run two, in the animated scene. Second one's not that great. I don't First think Cannonball Run's that. the best. Yeah. He also directed the 1992 uh, movie after taking a nine year hiatus with Brad Pitt called Cool World. That's a great movie. We should yeah, cover that at some totally point. We totally would. Uh, his most recent work was a 2015 short called The Last Days of Coney Island. 
and Bakshi's work often used a rotoscope technique where animators trace over motion picture footage, much like in heavy metal. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to actually do a lot more on Ralph Bakshi on Zaxploitation because he's got such a, a niche, uh, kinda, a niche yeah. body of work for sure that I think, you know, kind of would fit well for an episode fully about him entirely. And that has been Fish's Research. Fish's Corner. corner. Yeah. <laughs> the Fish Corner. So the movie opens up in 1960. That's what it says. 1960s doesn't really give you a date, just a decade right. type of thing. Um, and the very beginning, we, we have that from the, the beginning of the this thing that, was, that I was playing earlier. Hey, you fucking intellectuals. You think you're so weird, Sam. And it sort of comes right down on like a still shot of uh, Washington Square Park. Yeah, Washington Square. Well, it, well, and actually, even sorry, even before this, there's a little cartoon thing going on of uh, there's three construction workers. And oh, that's right. Yeah, they're sitting on like a, a beam, like an I beam. Yeah, an I beam, like way up high. Kind of like that classic, you know, uh, photo of the construction workers sitting down eating lunch. lunch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, the you have like a what is it? A hippo. And like this hippo, he just whips out his dick. Just whoop-a-da-boo, little cartoon penis. So instantly you're like, okay, this is what this movie's going to be P, about. the P takes you to the, the title screen. Yeah, the, well, the P, the title he, he pees off the side, and yeah, it turns into the credits. And then, like, and as it, and when it's done, the piss, uh, it like, it, it hits a hippie that's yeah. walking by. Like, it must have been a heavy piss because it knocked him over. Yeah, no, when you're that high up, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't a, know. It's a thick stream. You get a ropey piss, man. And then we have the Fritz the Cat uh, kind of introduction. Yeah. And the, it, it goes down into uh, Washington Square Park. Did you notice like a, the two yeah. dudes walking by each other? We're doing the keep on trucking steps. Oh yeah, the the, boo, doo, with doo, the, doo, doo. the feet out front, just like the keep on trucking characters. Back. Yeah, uh, they're doing like a there's like a park jam, you know, as all the hippies, yeah, a lot of musicians you know, in musicians. the park. And this is where we meet like Fritz, and he's got a guitar and a bunch of his friends, and they're like, oh man. They took our spot, man. You yeah, know, like, oh, this is so ridiculous. The one guy says, he's like, oh, it was great, man. There's so many people here. They did like 16 version as a lemon tree. And I was like, what, what does that mean? So I looked it up. Did you look it up? I looked it up. Folk, uh, lemon tree is a folk song written by Will Holt in the 1950s based on a Brazilian folk song from Jose Carlos Burl in 1937, which makes sense because Crumb is a big fan of 20s and 30s music. He's even actually released collections and compilations of his favorite songs, songs? from oh, those decades. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I like how he says, "Oh, we played sixteen versions of it." Because if you've yeah. ever been to like a music circle, everyone plays this like one song because they fucking all fucking wagon wheel. Well, they all yeah, they all know that song, so yeah. it's like they can't really do anything else. Yeah, um, and then hippies. like these girls walk by, yeah, parts, and again, these are all animals, so it's like a yeah, cat, everything's couple anthropomorphized. Dogs, yeah. yeah, and it's it's funny they give a lot of the animal inhabitants of the city are various types of animals, but they they specifically choose one type of animal for certain groups of people. Yes, and we're going to get to that here in yeah, a little yeah. bit. Um, and when they see the girls, like, get the guitars ready, start singing, and they start yeah. jamming. You know, I think they're to, playing Lemon Tree. Are they playing Lemon Tree? I don't tree? know, maybe, something like that, because it's, it's about, uh, it's like a love song. So the girls uh, kind of like walk right by the two. Yeah, and then they start talking. Three. They start talking to an <clears throat> African-American person, which Who is, is depicted by, by a, crow. a black crow. Yeah. So it's very... Very Dumbo esque. They, they start like kind of pandering to him and talking about their what nowadays people would call their like woke virtue signaling kind it, of. I said like they compare Jewish people to yeah. to to the black narrative. Yeah. in that situation, yeah. you're like because it's a bunch of like you know the college kind of yeah. just they're they're hey, liberal man, arts students. It's, suppo it's supposed yeah. to be very free love type of stuff. Totally. Yeah. Um, and Fritz, um, he's like, how am I going to get these girls? So he starts crying. Yeah, at one point <laughs> he starts to woo them with like this fake sob story, and he and he and he's really just trying to get he's laid. Like tortured soul. Is yeah, what he's he like, says. oh, girls, I've seen it all. I've done so many important things, and I've blah blah blah, and trying to trying to like lure them in with this this kind of uh, like I just don't know. A, like a like a, a 
a, po- a poetic, uh, like you yeah, know, just like, like the, the starving, struggling, uh, artist, tortured yeah, soul, soul artist. <laughs> Fuck out of here! Everyone had one of those I, in high school. I don't like Fritz. College. I gotta say, after finishing this movie, I don't like this you don't character. like that character. I don't like him yeah. at all. <laughs> uh, and he's like, "Hey, ladies, you wanna you wanna go back to my place and yeah. you know smoke a doob and have some fun, essentially." Yeah. And uh, so when they when they go up to <clears> this, you know, like pad. Go to, it's deal. like a flop house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone's smoking, and everybody's eyes are like red or pink. Yeah, they're, and like, there's just joints all over the place. <laughs> and he's and he gets them in there, and there's no rooms available for him to like flop in. So he's like, "What about the bathroom? Can I use the bathroom?" Yeah, because he's gonna sleep with all four of these ladies. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, four. I never thought about that." Yeah. Right. And they're like, "What did you say?" And he's like, "Oh, nothing. Uh, come this way, ladies." Oh, he says, uh, four in the bed. Never tried that kick." Yeah, and he's uh, he's really just exploiting their whole free love philosophy, you know. Yeah, they all go to the apartment, there's big smoke sessions, and then they're like, hey, the bathroom's available. So they go in the bathroom, and then there's this giant cartoon orgy in the bathtub. Yeah, it's uh, it's strange. I'm, I'm watching this movie by myself, too, right? I watched it with Megan and Jay, and we're all just like, <laughs> what, what the fuck is this? Is like uh, Megan, Megan didn't like it. Jay's, <laughs> yeah, I think not. Jason was like, I've seen bits and pieces of this, and I, I still don't like it. I was like, yeah, yeah I, I, I really didn't like it's, it either because it's just so gratuitous for the sake of gratuity. And, and, and I think that's why it made money was because it, it oh yeah, it pandered, a, it pandered to a younger audience of college kids. Like, hey man, you gotta go see this check shit. out this movie, man. You guys um, got a joint? So while they're having the orgy in the bathroom, everybody in this flop house pretty much opens up and they all join in. Yeah. So there's a like there's just a <clears throat> giant sex orgy going on in the bathroom, and during this time, um, we get to see they're like saying weird stuff to the like man i'm just not there like i don't know how kids spoke in the 60s or 70s i I would like to read this script like verbatim because some of the stuff is like you're just like wait wait what like have a little joy puff and then (laughs) the one girl one girl like hops out she's naked and she's just spread eagle right at the at the camera if there is one so to speak you know uh and and she's she's topless well she's fully naked and she have they have all like human, I remember the, human these, are, parts. these are like cartoon cats and cartoon dogs and cartoon lambs like aardvarks and, and stuff yeah. And oh yeah because i think one of them's like, he's a, like you ever made it with an, an aardvark, aardvark? <laughs> yeah that, that's <laughs> and she's saying something or one of the guys talking to her he's like taking a hit of this joint and he's like man i'm just not there i don't know how <laughs> how do i get there man and i was wondering what does he mean and then i think my in my two stone to get it up, maybe, or? no well perhaps maybe i misinterpreted it but i was thinking that being there meant being high like okay. being in the in the zone with the whatever they were smoking i know they said hash a couple times they say pot um and they don't really reference any other kinds of drugs it's pretty much just weed this whole movie there's booze and weed yeah booze and weed no no there's heroin later oh, on that's right there yeah. are there is there's, there's, there's a, a heroin, heroin thing, later on. yeah um, during this time, we get to see what cops are depicted as, as police officers. Right. And I have a clip of the two police officers. And, of course, the police officers are pigs. Yeah, That's, they uh, are. <laughs> and Jason and I were trying to talk about that. When did the term pigs originate? That's what we were trying to I figure out. I was wondering out. about that, too. To look that there's, up. A, there's other, like, stereotypes that go along with the cop thing, like donuts. Yeah. And I, my father, who's a cop, your father was as well. My, my dad always told me that the, the reason for the donuts thing was that, like, Dunkin' Donuts was around for a long time. Yeah. And they or would... donut shops in Or general. donut shops. Yeah. And because it would be late at night and a lot of them were 24 hours, they would give police officers free donuts and coffee just right. to go there and hang It'd out. It'd be so the they, only place they really could go. Yeah, yeah. And, and they wouldn't get robbed and stuff like that. So that, oh, that's okay, what my dad yeah. always said that was associated. I mean, that makes sense. I'm sure there's a number of reasons based on where you're from. Yeah. Okay. Um, so right at this point, the cops are coming up the stairs and they're, I have a clip, yeah, clip I, yeah, I have a clip okay, of, cool. of the cops interacting right before they break down the doors. Okay, so, cool. So here it is. Let's move into that. 
It sounds like a bunch of degenerates in there. All right, now listen now, but listen, you got the deeper voice, you see? And I want you to yell, open the fucking door. Now say the word fucking because you got, that makes you sound tough. When I say three, you yell, open. I'm even going to ad lib. I ain't going to ad lib. Go ad libbing, Ralph. Go ad libbing. Let me call them preverts. Let me call them preverts. The prevert. A prevert is a degenerate. Didn't you know that? A prevert's a degenerate? Didn't you have no bringing up? I got bar mitzvah. <laughs> you ain't supposed to live, Ralph. This is a serious job, and we're getting paid for it. Now cut the fucking shit up. Let's go. All right. Open up in there! It's gone, heavy bastards! Good, Ralph. Do it again. Oh. Okay. Fuck you, Open up. Cut it up. I won't laugh. I won't laugh. Open the door, you preverts! Open up. Law and Order's here! Open up! All right there, all right there! Okay, open up, here we are! <laughs> so they break down the door, and they don't see anybody in the, the, the room because right. they're on the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, right at this point... Um, this yeah, th- this is the part where we see the, uh, the, the, the ever made it with an aardvark. Yeah, like yeah. Right before they kick down the door. <clears throat> well, the one cop keeps saying preverts, and that made me laugh. <laughs> preverts. A bunch of so preverts. Hey, fuck. So like, the two the two cops are actually named Robert and, and Ralph. Okay. They're named for the director and the original writer, Robert oh, Crumb no, okay. and Ralph Bakshi. Uh, I think Ralph even voices one of them. I think he voices the one named Ralph. And um, there's an animator who did this scene when they're right outside the door. One of the animators who did this scene specifically, his name was Virgil Ross. Um he animated the scenes with the cops at the door because he, and then he also later, or no, originally before this, a few years before this, helped develop the character Oswald the Lucky Rabbit for Disney. <clears throat> and then I think Disney actually lost the rights to that character for a number of years. It wasn't until 2003. Which one? Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Oh, yeah. No, uh, well, Disney lost that because that was uh, that was the first character he created, but he didn't get a good contract enough. So that's right. Why it wasn't he, for Disney. It was like Ub Iwerks or something. Something like that. Yeah. And they, yeah. they ended up buying it. That's why he created Mickey Mouse after that. Yeah. And uh, that, I thought that was interesting. And um, yeah. So, yeah, the uh, they bust in and nobody's there. They get into the bathroom. One of them catches excuse me, one of the other girls, the one with the glasses, she's like naked in his arms. And so the other cop is in the bathroom wrestling with everybody. Fritz gets his gun, shoots a toilet and out in the other room, the other cop is banging one of the hippie girls. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Just, <laughs> the movie, the movie's kind of all over the place with this subversive nature of things. And well, well Fritz, Fritz really... jumps into the toilet and tries to like flush himself. Remember, is that like, what he does? He like hides in there and then for a little bit, and that's and then he pops out and grabs the gun, ends up oh. shooting the toilet, and then there's like uh, the like the water just like what flushes everybody out. Yeah, a lot of water. Come, it's it's super cartoony, obviously, uh, because the whole thing is a goddamn cartoon. But it's it doesn't go. Nothing in he has any rhyme or reason. There's no like sense of yeah. Because after it washes everyone out, it cuts to like a Jewish synagogue. Yeah, and uh, and I think we're supposed to believe okay, Fritz escaped in the water, and he busts into the synagogue yeah. to hide. Yeah, that's what. The, yeah, he's supposed to do it, but the synagogue's really weird. They're, they're actually speaking Yiddish <clears throat> in the synagogue. Are they really? Yeah, because I looked at the language. It said English and Yiddish, and I was like, is that what they released it in? It's like, and then rewatching it or watching it. They are well, speaking Yiddish in some of the parts. It's funny because Ralph Bakshi actually used a lot of his own relatives 
for, for the, that scene for the voices of be so the weird Jewish it's like people. we just needed a voice just read this they don't even know what the movie is they're just like hey, i was reading <laughs> a little bit about bakshi and apparently he grew up in a part of new york or i think he's originally from israel mm-hmm. okay um and then he moved over to the united states with his family they or they immigrated i want to do more on zach's with yeah, yeah. ralph bakshi but apparently he grew up in a, in a heavily in one of the neighborhoods that were segregated before segregation ended, <clears throat> and he lived in a black neighborhood. So he went to a black high school. He lived in a black neighborhood. He w- interacted with black businesses. Most of his friends were black, so he considered himself part of the black culture. He didn't call himself black, obviously, but he like was so immersed in it that I think that he, he was felt part like of the environment of it. He, mm-hmm. I think, he felt like he was attacking the stereotypes head on in this movie by depicting them in such a way, but also skewering, you know, making the cops. Uh, white and pigs uh, and, and doing other things in the movie that we'll talk about later. So it, it's, I want, I'm trying to tread lightly on some of these uh, topics that this movie uh, talks about, but the movie doesn't ever do anything with the topic. those topics. It, it, well, like there's, so the, 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 the synagogue <clears throat> scene, pretty much he runs in, he hides, he goes into the bathroom. There's like an old Jewish lady in there. The cop opens fire. They're very in stereotypical the too. It's like, was, was Fritz raping that woman? Because when they bust out the door, like her titty is out. Yeah, she's like, "Oh the, my god, get off me! There's she some, save the, me! There's, save me!" There is some. There's a pretty heavy rape scene <clears throat> later on in this that they hint at when they when they walk in. One of the cops. Well, one of the cops is Jewish because yeah. remember he says, "Yeah, yep, I was bar mitzvah." Oh, he's like, "Hey, mom and dad." <clears throat> well, he walks in, and the one who isn't Jewish goes, "What kind of place is this? A church?" And, and he goes, that don't sound like English. What are they, Puerto Rican? And I was like, Jesus Christ, Man. dude. Well, it's the times. Like, he was depicting that kind of ignorance, Was I guess. it like that in the 60s? Up there? I, well, I, that's a stupid question. Obviously, <laughs> it was, yeah. And he even says, uh, um, all got long hair, long clothes. This must be a hippie church. And then Fritz was assaulting a woman in the bathroom. And Fritz ends up getting away. Yeah. Pretty much. Right Right yeah. when he does, though, he does it because when they when he busts it out of the bathroom they start the dancing radio, right a radio came out yeah the radio and it starts playing like uh, just says, some music well right? it says uh we take a break from the israeli arab war that's yeah uh, and golda meyer um had done something or another and i had to go look this up because i figured okay wait this movie came out in 1972 mm-hmm. golda meyer was the prime minister at the time of israel she was the first and only woman prime minister and she's well regarded as uh, an israeli politician over there for being, she's a hero to a lot of people. Yeah. And I, I had to look it up. Um, so the radio mentions Golda Meir. She was an Israeli politician who helped found the state of Israel. That's the one. Um, she was the fourth prime minister and first woman to hold that post. And I think the last one. And in 2005, <coughs> excuse me, everyone. In 2005, uh, the actress Lynn Cohen played her in Spielberg's um, Munich. In that movie Munich. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which was about the... Um, that film depicts the account of Operation Wrath of God, the Israeli government's secret retaliation against the Palestine Liberation Organization, because the Palestine, the PLO, I guess they're called, um, were responsible for the Munich massacre in the Summer Olympics of 1972. This movie came out before, before that. that happened. Oh, either. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was kind of wild. I had to go look that up. So, and, and then Robert, one of the other pigs, gets mad at Ralph. Uh, because he's dancing and he's not Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you're not supposed to dance because you're not Jewish. 
Fritz, and then Fritz yeah. goes back to his dorm. Fritz goes back to his dorm. We have a little bit of a monologue. So I, it's really weird. If you just if you just listen to all the clips I play, it's a very different movie. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> right, th- th- this is kind of where you get to see like the Fritz kind of character in her monologue. And at one point, he's talking to his roommates. He's and, sort of talking about how experience is more important than education. Exactly. Yeah. Which is and here spurious. it is. going there till the friggin' fuzz showed up. I wish that skinny brought hadn't turned on the shower, too. I think I'm getting a cold. Hello, man. Everybody all busy studying for their goddamn exams and all? Hey, Fuzz, how'd it go with that DD chick, huh? She's got some bod, huh? You have to admit. <laughs> Old Charlene isn't bad either, though, right? Like, wow. Heinz, you swine. Old buddy pig. You groove behind Alvina and get some kicks tonight, huh? You think the goddamn exams is the be all and end all of existence, cosmic life force or something? <laughs> you think they were the friggin' fugitives? Can't even get in a few decent words to a guy, bastards. <laughs> what a bore. They just sit there and t- take bennies and stay up all night with their face stuck in a bunch of books and their thumb up their ass. Oh, yes, yes, I remember when the time when it was all very inspiring and enlightening, all this history and literature and sociology shit. You think learning is a really big thing, and you become this big fucking intellectual and sit around trying to out-intellectual all the other big fucking intellectuals. You spend years and years with your nose buried in these goddamn tomes while the world is passing you by. All the stuff to see, and all the kicks, and all the girls are out there, and me, a writer, and a poet who should be having adventures and experience in all the diversities and paradoxes and ironies of life, and passing over all the roads of the world, and digging all the cities and towns and, and rivers, and the oceans, and making all of them chicks. As a writer and a poet, it is my duty to get out there and dig the world. To swing the whole friggin' scene while there is still time, man. My farting around days are over, baby. From this day on, I shall live every day as if it was my last. Yeah, yeah, I must do it. No more of the dreary, boring classes, the dismal lectures, the sitting around bullshitting with pretentious, fat-ass hippies. No more of the books, the spoutings of a bunch of old farts who think they know the whole goddamn score. <laughs> oh, my God, what have I done? So he goes through this little bit of monologue, and then right after this, um, Bo Diddley, the song starts playing. Yeah. And there's a crow, and he's just sitting there, and he's just snapping along, just jamming, having a good time. And it's kind of just showing different scenes. And we end up in Harlem. Right. Um, And there's a. We're in a bar. Yeah. And uh, at first, before. uh, Fritz even gets there. You just you just get a, a bunch of patrons. And you hear him talking around like, and talking about sandwiches, random and, stuff, yeah. like their personal experiences and this and that. Um, and much of the dialogue 
in the movie that are spoken by incidental characters is actual recordings of real New Yorkers. Oh, so he's just in a and, bar recording people? Uh, for the most part. Actually, what he did in this one, when he's in the Harlem bar in this scene, there's many voices just talking freely. Bakshi had gone to Washington Square Park and had invited uh, several black militants and activists to the recording studio and allowed them just to riff and say whatever they wanted. And he edited that and used that as the dialogue in the scene. That's great. Yeah. Uh, cool. I, I have another clip. It's really quick after this. Um, so when Fritz is in the bar, he kind of goes up to a crow who's playing pool. Older guys smoking cigarettes. Duke. Duke. I didn't get his name. Yeah. And uh, but the first thing he says was confused by it. He's like, you want a bag? He's like, yeah, man, that's it. I'm in a bag. Uh, what, is, what does that mean? I think maybe he was like, do you are say, you are you in a bag of, or do you want a bag? He says, are you in a bag? Uh, you want, maybe just Does uh, that mean like, oh, I'm in a bad way? Bad way? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that's I, what I inferred. All, all, I can think, all I can think of was like airplane. Like, I speak jive. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> uh, here's, here's a little thing uh, between the between Fritz and the, uh, the pool crow, Duke. Okay. easy for you to talk. You're a crow. I wish I was a crow. If I was a crow, I'd fly away, man. I'd fly away from this miserable town for good. You think being a crow is a big motherfucking ball? All you cats the same, man. You don't know where it is. There's nobody to tell you where it's at. And you come up here, try to find out where it's at. But you got to be up here, man, to find out what's happening. Oh, look, I know it isn't a ball, man. I studied the race problem. See, I know. You don't know nothing about the race problem. You got to be a crow to know about the race problem. You know what I mean? Do you dig where I'm at? You know what I'm talking about? Well, listen, man, th th this thing affects me very deeply, fella. As a cat, I have a considerable guilt complex because my kind have always brought suffering on your kind. Yeah? Yeah. Yes, indeed. See, my soul is tortured and tormented by this, this racial crisis. No shit. I kid you not, man. Sometimes I really get hung up about it. You know, uptight, strung out. In a bag. Yeah, yeah, in a bag. <clears throat> so I... Real quick, the, at the very yeah. end, that little scene. So the entire time, the uh, Duke is trying to sink all these balls. And every time they try to go in, they hop out. And I really like it. The, like, while Fritz is talking, Fritz hits the pull cue from behind on accident. Yeah. And every single ball goes in. Oh. So, so it's, it's kind of like this thing. It's like, you know, I'm trying to do it myself. But, you know, the cat keeps getting in the way and trying to solve everything for us. Oh. Like, I was, like, thinking about that. I was like, okay. See, that's the thing. There's a lot of little hidden gems in this but it's, it's really overshadowed yeah, it's, by a lot of the sex and the yeah and that's like the only part of the movie where the the symbolism of of like the cat being the white person who's going to show up and solve all your problems yep. thinks he understands what it's like to yeah to that's live why, in that's that why world. i grabbed that clip i was like this is kind of uh it's the only part of the movie that really like kind of drives home like any kind of like uh, uh idea that i think that works you know, uh, and I, uh, according to Urban Dictionary, I just, I just looked this up, <laughs> it, uh, 
in my bag or <clears throat> whatever the uh, fra- phrasing yeah. is, uh, the act of being in your own world focused or being in the zone on your grind. I be in my bag when I get in the booth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or I got an exam coming up. It's time to go in my bag and study. Uh, or in, the, in this case, I think he just meant he was like aloof and wasn't paying attention. He's like, you in the bag? Like, yeah, man, that's it. I'm in my bag. After this, because um, the entire time, Prince is like, I'm one of you. I want to be like one of you. And yeah, then he he's goes like, to, I understand the troubles. And, the, and then and he the goes plight. to order a drink. And he's like, I'd like a drink, boy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, snap. He almost causes like a fucking bar fight. But uh, the Duke is like, let's get out of here, man. And you know, like, they leave. He's like, oh, what? I get to bug out? I'm going to bug out. And all the other crows start making fun of him. Like, look at this. Yeah, this kid doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, Yeah, because Duke's like, hey, you want to go bug out? Like, you know, get high and go crazy. And so they walk down, they see a car and the keys are in it. Yeah. And and he's like, we're going to take this car. And Fritz is like, let me drive. Yeah. And Fritz Uh, drives. Isn't it? Wait, wait. Okay, yeah, we already talked about that because Fritz, yeah. Fritz was tar- talking about his, his uh, guilt complex. Yeah, and right. he's trying to you know drive, and he's driving like crazy. Even Duke's like, man, you don't even, you need to drive like a crow. You got to drive slower. He's like, like what I the do hell's drive wrong with you? Like <laughs> and I mean, it's just, he's chaotic. It's cool, man. Um, they go through like an alley. Well, we see the cops also from earlier, and because of, oh, the, yeah. because of what happened to them, they got <clears throat> transferred to Harlem. Oh, really? Yeah, because like, I must have missed that. They're like, point. man, we got transferred to Harlem for that crap that happened. And then, yeah, that's they kind of they, they kind of run into one and he gets stuck on the car with them while they're driving. The, oh, yeah. The, the police. Yeah, because they see Fritz and they're like, yeah. what the heck? And he, and he like uh, he tries to shoot one of them and they make like a tight corner throwing the cop through a window of a black church. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he stands up and his pants had been ripped off and he's shooting through the window after the car as it drives away. <laughs> and his cock and balls are on full display for the congregation and they start laughing at him. And then the the pastor like the, beats him over the head with a cross. There's a few uh, kind of small dick jokes that happen yeah, through are. this. <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, the pretty much uh, Fritz almost he, the the car goes over a built like a bridge. It's like he, I think he crashes it over the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, over the Brooklyn Bridge, the crow saves Fritz's life pretty yeah. much. He's like, "Oh, you saved my life, man." Uh, there's a song called "Yesterdays," I think is what it was called. It's uh, Billy Holiday. Billy Holiday that started playing. And uh, Ralph Bakshi paid thirty five dollars for the rights to use that. That song. is it. That's it, man. Yeah. Uh, um, Fritz meets Duke's friends. Yeah, and then there's there's a psychedelic mashup of Fritz getting highs right with them. <clears throat> yeah, and that the woman. Uh, crow, the mama crow is whatever. I think her name is Bertha. Bertha, okay. She gets him fucking rip shit on weed like right away. Yeah, she starts like pulling joints out of out her, of her, out of her, yeah, out of her crotch. I'm like, what the fuck? Another thing about this movie, movie I think is is terrible. Is like every female character in this movie is wearing like some short skirt where it's all her puss and butt and tits are just hanging out every time. Like there's no modesty. Uh, was it? Yeah, and Fritz is like trying to sleep with with her. You know, I said Mama Crow drug dealer. <clears throat> like he's biting her, he's grabbing, he's twisting, and then he, yeah. he pops a boner, and she's like, "Fritz, you ain't black enough, hon." Yeah. Like, damn. Uh, did you know that the woman voicing this crow hmm. is Rosetta Lenore, who played Estelle Winslow on Family Matters? No fucking shit. The grandma. No fucking <laughs> yeah, shit. Hit the button. <laughs> Oh my oh oh there's there's no way. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Dude, dead ass. I she love... actually did a number of voices in this, but that was one okay. of the big ones. I mean, why not? She got paid for it. Sure. Uh Fritz ends up still doing the nasty with yeah. her. Because uh, <clears throat> he don't judge. Sex is sex, baby. Certainly not, Free right? love. Yeah, man. Um and then he ends up like 
running away. I like have, like right, right in the middle of like mid coitus. I, I have a clip, clip okay, of it. Okay, it's okay. The, the, it's the, the riot scene type of thing. So I, I have a clip of him like, yeah, right when he's like doing the nasty, this happens. Suddenly it's all very clear. I must tell the people about the revolution. Huh? Revolt! Revolt! Damn you, what the hell you jabbering about now? Revolt! 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 Revolt, you thick-skulled idiots! You have carried heavy burdens for the bosses! You have sweat your lives away for the bosses! The bosses! They ride around in limousines! Get the fuck off my bosses, car! Bosses! They're eating strawberries and cream! <laughs> that funny cat's a real boss. <laughs> All right, what's going on here? Break it up! Cool it, officer. You just blowing hot air. No one's paying no mind. Come to revolution. There's gonna be no more limousines. Come to revolution. There's gonna be no more strawberries and cream. See? <laughs> hey, Ralph, you know how these dumb kids are. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah, fucking A right. There he is. He's the one who keeps the bosses in power. He's the one who's holding you down. Who, me? You. No, no, not me, you. Not you. Not me, you. You, you, you. Me? Not me. Yeah, you. You. Fuck you. You first. The spiked boot of capitalism! The iron thumb on the heads of the proletariat! They're gonna kill us. Would you like to see a picture of my kids? Then this is where the movie starts to get really exaggerated. With, yeah, after, uh, after this, it kind of, yeah, because... With the depictions of either side. Yeah, there's the, the, a race riot happens yeah, pretty much. the crow people morph into these, like, really terrible-looking, like, like just... Uh, shadows with red shadowy eyes. things with red eyes, which is... I think, I think it's supposed to be from the police officer's point of view. Like, I, think I think so, maybe that's yeah. What Again, I'm see. pretty sure that was Bakshi's intention, but yeah. without any other context like the movie just comes off as just terribly racist and, and during this like uh fritz run like in and at one point uh the <clears throat> i think it's blue is the guy's name not duke i don't know if it's duke or blue oh, blue is the nazi rabbit we meet later oh, blue is the nazi rabbit okay. yeah so um but it, he tries to he's like dude get off the car get off the car and uh yeah. duke ends up getting shot and like this dramatic scene and fritz is like oh my god what and did i do sparks like this riot and race war and uh harlem ends up getting bombed so, by America. Yeah, check this out. All right, so the depictions of the, the cops as racist pigs and the black people get it really exaggerated, and then these fighter jets fly in with three, uh, and there's three silhouetted characters yep. cheering them. That would be some Disney characters. <clears throat> Wait, just waving like a little American, American, flag. American flags. It's yeah. Donald. 
It's Donald Mickey, Daisy and, uh, and Mickey. Mickey. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, but it's you. I think they got away with it just because it's silhouettes. It's like just blacked right, out. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and this movie, in some ways, is really eerily prophetic uh, in the way that two of the events specifically in this scene have actually happened. Um, in the sense, well, separate. Yeah. Separated by like 30 years. Um, so a sniper shoots a cop. Um, and that actually happened uh, in Dallas four years ago where a guy <clears throat> got on, on a building and ambushed, like killed like five cops, uh, which is fucking terrible. And then these jets of Napalm and neighborhood. And this would actually happen in 1985 in Philly, some 13 years after this movie. I don't know like Napalm to... Ascent, well, no, in a way, let, bomb me, let me explain it. Yeah. Um, so 13 years after this movie's release in... Um, Philly, the Philly police uh, and a black liberation group had long-standing tensions. And on May 13th, 1985, 1985, city officials dropped a satchel bomb on the move organization. These, uh, this row of homes or like row houses, killing 11 people, including five children, uh, destroying 61 homes and leaving 250 citizens homeless. Actual city officials did that to citizens. Jesus. Yeah. It's wild. And I, I'm watching this, and not only was you know this before the Munich massacre, it, it eerily, you know, um, predicted the 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 terrible sniper ambush thing. Uh, just just through the imagery, it kind of reminded me of that. And then the, the bombing of the neighborhood is just like the move bombing in '85. And I'm just like, this movie is so weirdly prophetic, and it probably had no intention of, uh, you know, suggesting these things. Well, maybe. Maybe they thought they, they could they happen could happen because yeah. it's it's a it's a strange exaggerated parallel, but I just I couldn't help but think of those things when I saw this scene. <clears throat> After the demolition of Harlem, um, it kind of cuts to uh, we see a character named Winston. It's a yeah. female, um, and she finds she's looking for Fritz. Finds right. Fritz. He's like in a trash can, right? And she gets in the trash can with him. Yeah, to have a conversation. Like, I'm gonna talk like that about my trash can. You can just get the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, his his voice um, reminds me of uh, David Sedaris, Fritz the Cat. If you've ever listened to David Sedaris at all, um, I probably would recognize. Yeah, him I'll play a little it. clip of okay. it later for you. So, um, but yeah, Winston's like, hey, let's let's go, let's go to San Francisco. Uh, yeah, and you know what? Um, Winston's actually voiced by an actress named Judy Engels, mm-hmm. who played the part of. Uh, character named Candy and Harold Maud. It's been a while since I've seen Harold and Maud. Yeah. I do like that just because Cat Stevens did all the music for Harold and Maud. Oh yeah. She was in Harold and Maud. Um so they're on the road. They're Candy like, Golf. That's Candy Golf. Candy okay. Candy Golf, yeah. Uh, they, they go to Hojo's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're on the road and you know and I was gonna get some more clips, but he's basically just saying he's like, you know, since we're on the road, we, we need to stop at, at, at like a trucker yeah. trucker stop and you know can re, re, meet, re, meet real people and yeah, experience and experience life and they stop at like a howard johnson he's such a jackass i don't like him yeah they stop at a howard johnson he's not happy about it you know just like this fancy nice kind of <laughs> like stop well, well, diner wasn't hojo's like the jam for like uh for highway travelers in the, yeah. in the 60s yeah, yeah. did hojo's because they had a diner and a hotel yeah. pretty much um, there used to be one right up the road here you know where the turnpike is? Was there Howard Johnson down that way? A long time ago. I don't remember that. Right before, you know, if you're coming out of St. Cloud and you, right before you get to the intersection where the turnpike is on yeah, the right, yeah. that whole complex over there used to be a Howard Johnson. Oh, huh. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Now, it's, like, now it's like an old folks' retirement yeah, it's a, place. It's right? still a uh, resort, but it's just been 
Oh, are you talking about the one? Oh, the one after the Turnpike. No, it's Western. right in front of it. The, the one after was a Best Western. Okay. Because my aunt worked there in a gift shop back in the late or the early 90s. <laughs> uh, so in the, the scenes with them driving is really weird. Uh, there's a lot of like big trucks and it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's... It's, it's, it's pretty cool animation. Psychedelic and 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 uh, you know this movie does a lot. I, I hate saying like it seems like it's just they took a lot of Fritz wow. the Cat small stories and just fucking mashed them into well, yeah, something. I, maybe I don't know enough about. I've never read the comic. Any of the comic so. strip to know that any of that was fit in. Um, at this point, as they're driving, um, we get this wow. scene where we Excuse meet me. we meet Blue <laughs> the Rabbit, who is a. Uh, He's got Swazis. He's a Nazi rabbit. Over him, yeah. A jackrabbit type of thing. And he's... Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, jackrabbit. Jack boots. Yeah, because he's got like long ears and stuff. So he's out in the desert. And he's shooting up. And then he just drives away. He leaves like his lady friend. Who's a horse. Who's a horse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he drives away. And she's like, what the hell? And he's riding away. And she like climbs up to the top of like this pillar like in the desert. And like Like holds up a needle. Yeah, and and he sees it in the rear view. He's like, oh shit, I forgot drugs. Yeah, he stops and turns back around and then uh, we find out that Winston's car breaks down uh-huh. and Fritz of course oh let me take a look at it uh, yeah clearly has no idea what the fuck is wrong with it but he starts mansplaining it anyway yeah. he's like oh yeah well it, clearly it's, it's the, the carburetor and the drive shaft this <laughs> truck stops by this is a weird scene this well, well, doesn't Fritz oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah he right. waves down he's like oh this, you know, truck stops by and he's like whoa you city folks something wrong and he's carrying a bunch of chickens Yeah. and he's like shut up chickens and he's yeah. trying to talk and the chickens because they're all like in cages and he kills all the chickens just beats them all to death yeah i'm like what you're ruining your business there bad business model yeah, my guy i'm trying to speak <laughs> shut up i was i was kind of thinking about that a little bit like about okay everything's anthropomorphized and stuff but like and you're looking around the city and they have ads for like you know very real products like marlboro cigarettes and coca-cola pepsi, there was I, was, pepsi. Yeah, I was trying to read a lot of the signs in new york like one said good old beef another one said uh you know, like um, animal and meat products, but a lot of the animals that inhabit the city are the kinds of animals that one eats. And I was like, oh, it's just animals eating animals. And I was like, well, I guess they literally do do that in the animal world. So I guess that makes sense. I mean, but uh, if you have, why aren't, why are only some animals sentient and others aren't? I don't know. If they can all like go to college. Well, it's Zootopia. Did you ever watch that movie? Zootopia. Yeah. That wasn't very good. I mean, it was okay. It was I mean, the message is good for kids, yeah. I think, but it was just so overblown. I think it's just overrated. But anyway, that's uh, you story. find out that the car's just out of gas. Okay, is that but, it? Yeah, that's really it. But doesn't he just bail on her? Yeah. Well, the guy's like, "You're just out of gas." After he kills all the chickens, and yeah. he's like, "And he's like, can I can I get a ride?" He's like, "Well, I'm going that way, and yeah. the gas station's five miles the other way, so you're and out of luck." Gives him a, a gas can. Says, "Fucking yeah." He's like, "Fritz, go get us gas." And as he's useful. walking, he's just like, "You know what? Fuck this shit." <clears throat> he, but, but and he just drops the gas can, and just abandons, and just her. bails. Yeah. So this next scene is kind of funny because it starts with a with like a drug baggie dropping into a toilet, and then it flushes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and then the horse girl like walks out and. Uh, and homeboy blue is there like you know ratcheting on his uh his uh motorcycle yeah that's where fritz walks in, right? <clears throat> fritz comes up and he and he gets uh kind of like knocked into a trash can and blue's like what you're doing on that trash can over there you better get out of there or whatever and uh i don't remember exactly what they said to each other but uh he's like well why don't you come with us or something yeah he says something he's like oh you seem you seem like someone who's part of the revolution yeah you want to join the revolution fritz doesn't care which revolution it is he, he just, just likes that language what, yeah he wants to be a part of yeah. some kind of group yeah, yeah. And ignoring all the swastikas all over this dude's bike. So when he hops on the back, this is kind of funny. 
Um, he sits down and uh, he goes, hello. And Harriet, I believe, is the horse's name. She goes, hi. Or, no, yeah, he goes, hello. She says, hi. He goes, how are you? And she goes, hi. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had the credit or the uh, subtitles, oh, on, subtitles on. I didn't turn and she, on. she said, hi, H-I. And then the response was nice. H-I-G-H. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, they go to go to some kind of like castle or some weird like monastery. Uh, yeah, so yeah, they go, they, yeah, it's pretty much like a like a, it's it's a Nazi, it's just a revolutionary because it, well, it looks like an old monastery or yeah, some it looks kind like of an old like, like Spanish mission or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they go there and they and there's some like druid looking uh, slug or something that opens yeah. the door. And then there's a there's like a, a lizard woman. Yeah, and I was like, fucking reptilians, bro. Yeah. And <laughs> they're taking over. They're planning terrorism because they literally were planning like yeah. terroristic stuff. And it's stuff. weird. As they're talking, like Fritz is laying in the bed jerking it. Yeah, he's trying to fucking rub one, one out. Again, doesn't make much sense. Nope. Um, at one point, like, uh, they kind of start messing with Harriet. Well, he starts like abusing her and whipping her with a chain. Yeah, because she's like, I want to go. We need yeah. to leave. Let's I don't want part of here. this. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. then they end up beating her and like raping her, which we don't really see the rape, <clears> but it's implied. Yeah, because she ends up with her all of her parts out, like wearing just a skirt tied up with a chain on the bed. Yeah, it's and aren't the other characters female? Too? One's female. Yeah, I don't know about the slug one, but I think I don't either. Well, it's a, I have a, I have a like the bomb section where we hear the reptilian oh, yeah. lady. So <laughs> like, pretty much, and then it like fades out where um you know they're getting into the car to go blow something up. I think they're going to blow up a power, a power plant. plant. Yeah, and Fritz goes up to Harriet, like, which is what revolutionaries do. Yeah. Fritz is like trying to get Harriet like you should come come with us and she's just like crying like no leave me alone you know those yeah. bad people bad people <clears throat> right uh, they get in the car and here's a little clip of uh, of you get to hear son of the reptilian lady and the plans now, this is actually getting towards the end of the movie here it yeah, is yeah it's right, right at the end <laughs> what'd you have to hit her so hard for she loved it listen man me and you've been assigned to blow up the power plant that's all I care about the revolution you're full of shit. All you care about is a reason to hurt, to destroy, to blow up. You don't know what a real revolution is. None of you sons of bitches do. Well, she's good. I mean, she's real. She loves. Yeah, she loves. When you get right down to it, I mean, that's where it's really at. Yeah. The love you give is equal to the love you get. Well, fuck it. I ain't doing it. So long, Fritz. I ain't planning this bomb for you schmucks. So during the time he's there, he's planting the bomb for them as he's saying, I'm not going to do this shit as he's doing it. Right. And then she says, so she's, yeah, she says so long Fritz and lights the fuse. And then yeah. 
he ends up blowing because up. that's what fascists do they use people and uh i right after this like all the explosion footage is like actual yeah like atomic footage. bombs and yeah. uh, it just seemed like it was like like a bunch of sagebrush getting blown around and stuff and like Bakshi does that a lot with his some of the other movies he's done where he does the rotoscoping technique where you'll see like some b-real real stuff yeah and then you know <clears throat> mat, matted over it put it uh you know spliced together with the animation uh and then it cuts to the <clears throat> hospital um there's you they're know, in la they're in la he made it to la yeah or san francisco no he's in la yeah he's in la yeah because you see like the motown building and stuff like that yeah yeah and there's like a the hollywood sign and yeah the hollywood too. sign yeah. uh it, He's in the hospital. The four ladies from earlier with the the tub sex, yeah, show up. They all the way from New York, all the way from New York. <laughs> um, and they're like, you know, at first they won't, it wouldn't let them in. They're like, sorry, no visitors. And then Harriet shows up dressed as like a priest, or a, like she's a, wearing that same druid robe from yeah, one of the other ones. Looks like a nun. Which you don't know why she has it. Maybe she got some kind of personal revenge and took it. Yeah, true. Maybe killed Blue and the other. Yeah, we never know. We never find out. Uh, yeah, she goes in because it looks like a religious person, and so yeah. the other four characters like, are like he's on his way out. <laughs> yeah, all the other four characters just act like they're praying and walk in. Yeah, and they're all crying. And there's kind of an end clip of uh, this is <laughs> he literally so, starts saying the same thing that he was saying to them at the beginning that got him laid. Here it is. I've been up and down four corners. Big old world. I've seen it all, and, and I've, I've done it all. I've fought many a good man. I've laid many a good woman. And if there's one thing I've learned, it's it's... It's you get over here and you get down there like that. And now you blonde, you get under here. And that's right. And that's how it ends. I think at the very end you have the, the guard outside that's like, oh, that poor poor boy or something like that. And that's really how the movie ends. There's not really much sense to it, I believe. Yeah. <clears throat> I uh, I came away from it not feeling any kind of resolution. Uh there was well the plot was meandering anyway. There was no real yeah, plot. I, I, kept, I kept writing down like a, it's it's chaos with with peppered views on society. Like it's a, Yeah, nothing really like like I think they were trying trying to go for the 20-year-old 70s experience of an artist, but I don't like, Right, some some fucking schmuck back then who was like, I don't know, 22 would be like, "This movie's so deep, man. Look like you don't understand. Look look at what they're saying. It's a parody. It's a complete analogy, like a parable." <laughs> I feel like I should have got really high and watched it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wrote down some reviews okay. of this. I only wrote down two, pretty much. Um, Go for it. The New York Times actually said it was consistently funny, something to offend just about everyone. Right. Um, I mean, it's got that going for it. The Rolling Stone magazine gave a review, and they took their review back. Uh, really? Yeah, they only saw a 30-minute preview of it, uh -huh. like for like a pre, you know, just a preview before yeah, it was yeah. released. Mm -hmm. um, 
and they gave it like great reviews and then they, then they, they saw and, the whole damn thing then they recanted their review um after seeing the film and they said qualified disaster um can you read my home qualified disaster a uh, juvenile uh tired gags and tasteless ethnic humor right yeah, yeah. that's essentially what it is they only saw like the first 30 minutes or something and like there's sections or pieces yeah. of it. And then when it came out, they're like, whoop, we're recanting our review of that. So even though this was uh Bakshi's feature film debut, I think some of his movies later got a lot better. Um, and the film had a pretty <coughs> troubled production history as Crum, who was politically left wing, had disagreements with the filmmakers over the film's political content. This is coming out of the Wikipedia yeah, he, uh, article. Crum actually did, <coughs> uh, tried to sue right. uh, to get his name off of the uh, theatrical release, but that right. didn't happen. The The film was intended by Bakshi to broaden the animation market so that it would see be seen as a medium that could tell more dramatic and satirical storylines uh, with larger scopes. Uh, dealing with more mature and diverse themes as animation, which was initially intended largely um, for adults, this one was, was, was seen predominantly as a children's medium uh, during that time period. So Bakshi also wanted to establish an independent alternative to the films produced by Walt Disney animation, uh, which was dominating the animation market due to lack of independent competition. Um, the intention of featuring profanity, sex and drug use, particularly cannabis, uh, provoked criticism from more conservative members of the animation industry who accused Bakshi of attempting to produce a pornographic animated film, which Essentially, it is yeah. <clears throat> as the concept of adult animation was not widely understood at the time. Uh, the Motion Picture Association of America gave the film an X rating, making it the first American animated film to receive the rating, which was then predominantly associated with more art house films. Uh, the film was highly successful, as you mentioned, grossing over 90 million worldwide. Uh, it earned significant critical acclaim for its satire and social commentary and the animation innovations, because I think the person who did the backgrounds in the in the film used the same type of like professional tool or pen that Crumb himself used oh, okay. to give it m- more give, give it that kind like of his feel. style yeah. yeah and uh although it attracted some negative reviews um accusing it of stereotyping duh and having an unfocused plot yes it did and criticizing its depiction of profanity sex and drug use in the context of an animated film uh, the film's use of satire and mature themes is seen as paving the way for future animated works for adults, including The Simpsons, South Park, and uh, other things like that. Uh, the sequel, The Nine Lives of Fritz the Cat from 1974, um, was produced without Crumb's or Bakshi's involvement. There, uh, I do want to mention this. Um, so Crumb, because he wrote the Fritz the Cat character, after this movie right. came out, he was so pissed off, and he didn't want anyone to ever, ever use Fritz the Cat um, for anything really right in his own comic strip he murdered fritz the cat yeah uh, fritz the cat gets stabbed with an ice pick by his girlfriend in the comics yeah and <laughs> he was no longer depicted in a comic strip he stopped he, using him he stopped using him because of this movie <laughs> um here i actually have here's the the um wikipedia article for crumb's response mm. so uh crumb first saw the film in february of 1972 during a visit to los angeles with fellow underground cartoonists um, according to Bakshi, Crumb was dissatisfied with the film. Duh. Among his criticisms, he said that he felt that uh, Skip Hinant was wrong for the voice of Fritz and said that Bakshi should have voiced the character instead. Crumb later said in an interview that he felt that the film was really a reflection of Ralph Bakshi's confusion. He said there's a real um, something real repressed about it. In a way, it's more twisted than my stuff. 
It's really twisted in some kind of weird, unfunny way. I didn't like the sex attitude in it very much. It's like real repressed horniness. <laughs> he's kind of <laughs> he's kind of letting it out compulsively. On um, end quote. Uh, Crom also criticized the film's condemnation of the radical left denouncing Fritz's dialogue in the final sequences of the film, which includes a quote from the Beatles song, The End, as redneck and fascistic, and stated, they put words into his mouth that I never would have had him say. Uh, reportedly, Crumb filed a lawsuit to have his name removed from the film's yep. credits. San Francisco copyright attorney Albert L. Morse said that no suit was filed, but an agreement was reached to remove Crumb's name from the credits. However, Crumb's name was uh, has remained in the final film since its original theatrical release. <clears throat> In response to his distaste for the film, Crumb had Fritz the Cat Superstar published in People's Comics later in 1972 in which a jealous girlfriend kills Fritz with an ice pick. <laughs> and he refused to use the character again and wrote the filmmakers a letter saying not to use his characters in their films, which they ended up doing anyway. Um, Crumb later cited that the film was one of those experiences I sort of block out. The last time I saw it was when I was making an appearance at a German art school in the mid-1980s and I was forced to watch it with the students. I was, uh, it was an excruciating ordeal, a humiliating embarrassment. And I recall Victor Moscasco, Moscaso was the only one who warned me, if you don't stop this film from being made, you are going to regret it for the rest of your life. And he was right. Um, and there's the last bit here. In 2008 interview, Bakshi referred to Crumb as a hustler and stated, uh, he goes in so many directions that it's hard to pin down. I spoke to him on the phone. We both had the same deal, 5%. They finally sent Crumb the money and not me. Crumb always gets what he wants, uh, including the chateau of his in France. Uh, I have no respect for Crumb. <laughs> he is, a, is he a good artist? Yes. If you want to do the same thing over and over. He's, yeah, they fucking <laughs> hate each other. Yeah. He said uh, he should have been my best friend for what I did with Fritz the Cat. I drew a good picture and we both made out fine. Bakshi also stated that Crumb threatened to disassociate himself from any cartoonist that worked with Bakshi. And would have, um, which would have hurt their chances at getting work published. Hmm. And I think there was uh, one more dealio. Why don't you duck rate it? So I was going to give it one duck, but I don't even think it deserves that. I'm zero ducking it. I, I really don't think I'll ever watch this movie again. Uh, I have man. no want to. I mean, maybe if I'm super high or something. I don't know. It, Okay, now let me take it back. I'll give it one duck. I'll do that just because it's a movie, and I, I, I rarely zero duck things. One duck, because it does have some some information that you can be taken away. I think I think the clips I put together, I give five ducks just on my clips, um, but the whole movie altogether, just one duck. I'll, I'll one duck it. I, I'm on that tip as well. I was thinking zero ducks, but, you know... If there is one redeemable quality, and which is what I try to do with everything that we yeah. watch, I think visually it is cool. Visually, it's cool. There's it, a lot of uh, the, the art is great. It really is. I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, Barring the the sort of racial stereotypes, um, there are some parts of it that I that are like colorful and wild, and uh, the transitions are really neat. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with that. <clears throat> so mm, half a duck. You can. I'll let you half duck it. It's just a quaint. Just a qu there's no no just a, <laughs> just a qua it's qua it's, it's qua half a duck so between the two of us one and a half ducks. one and a half ducks because <laughs> the most the movie can earn is ten yeah ten ducks this would be one and a half so duck. one and a half oh, God. Jesus um yeah I didn't like it 
I don't think we really have much else to talk about. Uh, you, you, me, can, you can see this movie uh, for free on Amazon Prime if you want to watch it. No, you, it's four bucks. Mm, no, I watched it for free. You watched it for free? On Amazon Prime. Why the fuck did I pay $4 for it? Though? I don't know. Did you click on the wrong one? Maybe. I don't know. There might be like a... Is there two options? I don't know. There could be. Mine was free. I watched it for free. Son Amazon of a Prime. bitch. <laughs> I have a Prime account and everything. Yeah, it's free on there. Our next movie is going to be Apt Pupil. Mm. Which is a great movie, Brian Singer film. Uh, yeah, Ooh, Brian Singer's been in the news. Oh, has he? I yeah, heard he is. Um, he getting in trouble. Everybody's getting in trouble these days. Well, uh, when you're <laughs> when you're when you're a creepy fuck <laughs> who uh, has a lot of uh, sexual misconduct allegations that finally uh, um, we'll catch up to them. you. Yeah, but, yeah. Not, it's not going to be long for you there, bud. Oh, we did. We lost somebody today. Oh, we lost two people, two musicians today. We lost uh, Ennio Morricone. Ennio Morricone. Or Morricone died, and we lost Charlie Daniels died today. Oh yeah, damn. Pretty nuts. So the film world's been hit by a couple. We had Carl Reiner, yeah, Ennio Morricone, Ian Holm, Joel Schumacher. That's like four. Yeah, this this last couple of months yeah. has been pretty uh, pretty rough. Charlie Daniels. Uh, sure there was a Broadway books. star. It was a Broadway star. Yeah, just he just uh, he was like COVID. 28 or something. 41. Like 41. 41. Yeah, 41. He was, he was a Broadway star uh, from COVID complications. Um, our, so, yeah, wear a mask, fools. Our movie is Apt People, 1998. <clears throat> um, it's not free anywhere, so you're going to have to rent it. Yeah. Or if you own it, I don't own it. This is one of Brian Singer's best, I think. Uh, uh, and I'm obviously, we'll talk more about it. This was pre X Men. Yeah, pre X Men. It's uh, based on a, a Stephen King book. Yeah. Um, I like this movie. I do and, too. Big uh, fan. Watch it. Other than that, guys, yep. uh, be safe out there. Absolutely. And uh, if you're in a state that the bars are not closed down, go have a drink. Yeah. See you later. Oh, that's not the right one. Doopa doopa doo. Everybody's hearing me talk right now. Get it right. Get it right. Ugh. There we go. See you guys. Howard, I'm getting cold.